You're watching Meet the Movie Press, and coming up, we're going to be talking about the James Bond universe, the X-Men universe, the Spider-Man universe, the Jumanji trailer. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Good morning, Simon. Good morning, Jeffrey. How are you? Our last show for the first half of 2017. Yeah, I know. Who's going to do a list of MTMP's top 10 moments? Uh, Won't take long, will it? (laughs) We've got too many highlights. Come on. Yes, too many highlights? That's the excuse. Um, My name is Jeff Snyder. I'm the editor-in-chief of the tracking board, tracking-board.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at the Insnider. And with me, as always, Simon Thompson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ShowbizSimon. I also have a Facebook page. Uh, this is Simon Thompson. Uh, where do I work? Uh, where don't I work? Exactly. It's probably easier. He's everywhere. He's I'm, omnipresent. I'm, yeah, I'm like a fart in a lift. Kind of everyone knows that I'm there, but nobody really wants you to own that up one. to me. You love that yeah, one. Yeah, I do. All right. Uh, you know, you would think that it would be a slow week. With uh, no, Hollywood gearing up for yeah, with Hollywood gearing not up happening. for vacation, I felt like the town was dead as of Wednesday. Everybody seems like they're gone. I was getting lots of out of offices. I'm trying to sort out um, stuff for Comic Con at the moment because oh. I've just been I've totally I've just been signed up by Sci Fi Right to to produce all their content coming out of Comic Con. Very year. cool. Yeah. And uh, so I was emailing everybody, going like, "Hey, I hear this is happening. Hey, I've heard this. Can I have access to this?" And everyone's like, "They're either I've already gone away for a five day weekend, right. or I'll tell you when I get back." From a five-day weekend. And yeah. I'm like, I'll have a production meeting on Wednesday. Hollywood takes any this excuse it, it can difficult. to not go to work. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's start with that pesky little tweet of mine. Yeah. This Was this even a big thing? I, I, I certainly didn't think of it when I tweeted it. I tweeted something to the effect of I'd heard that the Broccolis were sort of planning a, a Bond universe mm. uh, and, and potentially juggling multiple movies simultaneously. I mean, it's just to me to have a, a Bond movie once every, I don't know, three or four years yep. in this kind of competitive landscape, you can't really do that anymore. You have to you know keep the well going. I don't know if Bond thinks that it's special. It certainly runs specially mm-hmm. from overseas it's not like at a studio right now it doesn't uh, sort of follow the typical development process i don't know it's a little bit different what do you think am i, am I full of shit no i mean i mean i don't particularly like the idea of a, of a james bond cinematic universe because i'm i'm very much with bond i i grew up with bond i love bond um, I think a film sort of every four years or so is absolutely fine i don't think we need to start plugging gaps and i don't think we need to go particularly any deeper into the characters that are in the background because they all serve a purpose and they're all entirely valid and they're all there for a reason. I don't think we need to flesh this out. So, I don't think we need to take it any further. So you like the James Bond series the way that it is where it's sort of one adventure at a time. Sometimes there's multi-film arcs it seems like. Yeah. Like, you know, they sort of did fine. that with the Daniel Craig thing. Uh, they did. Yeah, right. with Quantum of Solace and etc. But, but et it's traditionally just like almost like a standalone entry each movie and different Bond girls and a different villain yeah. and... Okay. It's uh, a, I mean, I just don't... I, I mean, they would probably do a good job, but people go and see a James Bond movie because it's a James Bond movie. Otherwise, it's a movie that James Bond is in or is associated with. And I just don't know if that just becomes an action thriller. Surely. But if you are Eon or, like, you know, Bra- Albert Wilson, yeah. Barbara Broccoli, are you thinking we are leaving something on the table? 
by only doing one movie every, you know, three or four years. I mean this in the most respectful way to both of them because I've met them and interviewed them a number of times. I think they, like so many other people who are at the helm of brands uh, like Bond, and it is a brand, um, they're really anal about spreading it thin. They don't want to put stuff out there that is not good. They've had a couple of, you know, not as good Bond movies and they've been crucified for it. And everybody goes, is this the end of Bond? I think because they're so close to it, they care so much about it. And because they are so tight about it, they they won't put anything out there that they feel is going to be either... That's, I wouldn't say detrimental, but would not enhance the brand that is already there or add something. And to be honest with you, with something like Bond, if you have to take the villain out or characters out and flesh it out, it means you're not doing the job with the movie. Because you could very easily put that within a Bond movie and have Bond heavily involved in that and make it work. Mm-hmm. So I just don't think I just don't think it would be a particularly good idea. When I had said sort of Bond universe, mm. I mean, it's like I, I had heard that that the. The next Bond movie, and I hear that Daniel Craig is coming back, uh, but I heard that he could either be passing the reins to another 007. Maybe you'll meet other 00s. Uh, James Bond is just a is just a code name, right? Well, we know, we know his there name are. isn't actually James Bond, no, right? We, no, and we all know there are 00s because you've got to have six 00s and then but after to seven. get to seven, exactly. So it's we know we already know, and it has been mentioned in in books and in previous films as well. You know the other double O's. I think introducing them in a character or handing the reins is a good way to do it, but I don't think that would nest. That would, to me, would be a natural transition rather than a universe. We know this universe. I mean, James Bond is the universe. We know this exists around it by the fact that the stories are interlinking, associative, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I think a, a franchise that is based on a character like Harry Potter. James Bond is very different to a franchise like Star Wars, Marvel, where it's about multiple characters, multiple situations on multiple different planes. I think it's a different kettle of fish. Hollywood seems very obsessed with filling I've seen filling you know ideas for for a universe now where it's like oh, a movie about M, a movie about Felix, mm. a movie about Blofeld. I mean, to me it, would, it just seems like they would just make a Jane Bond. But who and, who and are these people the, without James Bond? They're just criminals. <laughs> or, yeah, I suppose. Do you know what I mean? I mean, no, I mean, the nicest possible way. Nobody gives a fuck about James Blofeld Bond. Gives them all their, their unless context, he's, yes. he's kicking James Bond's ass. But could you have a Jane Bond movie essentially existing within the same universe, and then eventually have a James and Jane pair up? Kind do you know? Of thing, yeah, you know? I can see that going horribly wrong. But I'll be really interesting to seeing what they would do with that. And I think if they wanted to take, say, Naomi Harris and make her, if, if James Bond was decommissioned. Mm-hmm. Or you know, right. a money tra- penny movie would be cool. Got a money penny movie. She comes out and takes the four. It's still within that James Bond universe. It's not going the Jane Bond route, but it is putting a different character front and center. For I that. just think there's a lot more that you can do with that franchise. Hmm. Um, it's it doesn't it doesn't like perform that strongly as a in terms of licensing. It's not like it sells toys. No, uh, toys and t-shirts and stuff. I mean, they've tr- they have tried various spin-offs previously, like I, James Bond Junior. and you know there was yeah. a cartoon in the eighties and stuff like that. Because people didn't genuinely go for it. I just it. think that this franchise is at a crossroads. And if it's not at a crossroads now, it will be at a crossroads in a few years. And they're yeah. going to have to make a bold choice and go in a, in a pick a direction. Um, 
because I'm just not sure it can continue to sustain like this you know, with I, another white British guy every few, you know, every decade. No, I think we should. I think we should go away from the fact that James Bond is is white. I think because the whole thing anybody can be James Bond. They need I to think. do something radical with we, this character. We do need to do something with the character, but I don't think the world within okay. that character realms. I don't think they need to mess about with that too much because you know if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Golden rule in Hollywood. Well, to me, it's just like as a reporter, one of the most fun things to speculate on, at least right now is bond because there's no studio attached no. and it's like i don't have any contact with barbara broccoli or albert, well, albert wilson i feel like i can and say even if you did anything i won't tell you anything of course not but i feel like i i can say any i mean i feel like bond news typically breaks overseas anyways it's always mm. baz uh bam Bam-ig boy um yeah i feel like it's just like an open target right now you yeah. can you can say anything you want because no one there's no studio publicist who's going to call you and be like uh, actually so it's, it's open season. I mean, I think it will be interesting to explore ideas within, but I think make it to enhance what is without, which is James Bond. Um, I think there are ways to explore it that would be better than having a an enlarged James Bond thing. Mm-hmm. So, Also, Naomi Harris is fucking awesome. So all right, let's move on to, to... Should we talk about that movie that we saw this week? I mean, that's pretty big. People want to hear about that. Oh, you mean um, Despicable Me 3? Did you see it? Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Uh, yes, Spider-Man. Spider- Spider-Man. Spider-Man, the, the Jewish Spider- superhero. <laughs> Joel Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, Joel, what are you doing? Homecoming. We both got a chance yeah. to see it. It mm-hmm. comes out July 7th, yeah. right? Uh, it was pretty good. It, it is pretty good. It's good. It's really good fun. Good movie. Yeah. I. It was really interesting to see the reactions of people. I was in a really aggro screening this week, actually. It was um, at the AMC Century City over in uh, in sort of Brentwood Way. And it was, um, yeah, the, the crowd were really enjoying the movie. There were a couple of people in there that kind of spoilt the enjoyment by just being dicks. Just messing about. There was a guy behind me who... Yeah, stand up for yourself, buddy. Well, yeah, I turned around to this this guy. He was just trying to, like, fangasm all the way through it. Proved he was, like, the biggest Spider-Man fan, getting way overexcited. Mm-hmm. Had the world's most braying, grating Ugh! laugh. That's not... That's a cough. That's not a laugh. All the way through. Every time <laughs> thing happened. And it was just annoying, and it detracted from the movie. And I saw it in 3D. You don't have to see it in 3D. You get the chance to see it in 3D. I mean, it looked great, but to be honest with you, I think there's so much going on on screen... Uh, that I think it actually it doesn't help the movie. It kind of makes it you don't get Gatsby. the full clarity. Gatsby um, is with us. Our, yeah, our special little, guest Gatsby, yeah, the dog this week. Come here, buddy. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I thought it was a great movie. I thought um, uh, Tom Holland uh, was was excellent as Spider Man. I really, really loved. I him. thought he was good too. Um, did you think he was the best Spider Man? No. I mean, I you know a, bit, a lot of people disagree with me, but I, I love Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. Certainly, the first two movies, third one not so much. Wasn't a fan of Andrew Garfield. Um, Th- this is very much Spider Boy, yeah. W- which is, I mean, the, the point. Uh, yeah. And it handles the teenage stuff way better. I liked it than the Amazing Spider Man. The Amazing. Spider-Man I just liked 2. that it was a different kind of element is a different environment to see spider-man in really i loved jacob battle on his net i thought he was really yep. charming zendaya was great not she's used. in it for like five minutes she's she is fine. but every single time she did something it was like they give her a good it. one-liners yeah good she what she does she nails um keaton i loved i think he was great i think he's one of the best uh, villains that the marvel cinematic universe has had and can i just say that in a villain role or any role that he's done he is the least beetlejuice that he's done. Uh, he obviously disagrees with me. But it's 
even in the founder, you could see touches of Beetlejuice coming through in Michael Keaton's performance. This would have been a potential pratfall for him to go, I'm being crazy. He didn't do that. It is something different. And I, I really, really enjoyed that. So I'm not going to... Uh, I'll say that this, man, this film managed to surprise me. Stop mm-hmm. reading the reviews. Stop yep. reading a whole yep. bunch of stuff. Especially uh, those sites that are putting spoilers in headlines. Yeah, because there, there are some good twists. Uh, yeah. So... There is one scene. I'm trying uh, not to give too much away. Uh, it's in a car. Yes. Okay. And I thought that was the best scene in the movie. Yeah. And there's no guns being shot or lasers or any crazy shit. It's just a conversation. Mm. And I thought it was marvelous. Mm. Too <laughs> pun pun intended or not. Um, I liked. Did you like Aunt May and Marissa Tomei and yeah, how they I used did. her? Was it a little too aggressively sexual? No, I thought it was good. Um, I mean, I don't think Marissa Tomei, who's a great actress, really acted that well. She didn't really sort of bring much to it, but she did a, a solid job. Um, I think, you know, Tony Stark um, and the whole Iron Man thing and the Avengers backstory, he just wants to see Spider-Man. Um, I guess so. Was kind he of, never it, does it, this. It was a little bit hammy at times, a little bit overplayed. I would have liked a little less of Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it certainly didn't spoil the movie for me at all. Uh, nice, nice little cameo at the end. So don't read any reviews about it, really. Yeah, obviously, you sit, sit through the credits. Movie. This is a Marvel movie, yeah, after all. Lots of in-jokes, did, which did, worked really well. Was it your well. favorite Spider-Man movie, or no? No, it's it's up there with Spider-Man 2. Yeah, but it's I think not, I it's preferred Raimi's first two movies. Yeah. I mean, th- this film, there's like three uh, sort of big set pieces that the movie is sort of yeah. tied to. So the, there's a little bit less action, um, but it does feel like a Spider-Man movie. And, and I think that... Very much so. I think that the Marvel-Sony collaboration really worked out this time. John Watts, my Hats off to you. Hopefully, he will come back for the sequel. There I imagine some, he is. Some great comedy and some quite dark comedy moments in the movie. That if you haven't seen his film Clown, which was produced by Eli Roth, oh, I, I think is on that. Netflix. That I mean, that's a that's a dark movie, but a great movie. He's he's adapted. He's taken bits from that and put them in Spider Man in a really quite remarkable way. Yeah. Um. It's, it's you know Spider Man Homecoming is is more than I was hoping for. It is great fun. Um, and I think it's going to do phenomenally well. It's going to do super well. I mean, this is huge. They're going to print money with this thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think... I'm looking forward to seeing it again, because I think there did, are things that I got distracted by or missed. So I do want to go and see it did again. Did you like it more than Wonder Woman? I, do you know what? I can't compare the two, because I think they're very different sure types of can. movie. I, no, they're they very different, different things. They they're are. very, very different superhero movies. Um, I think I enjoyed it as much as, as Wonder Woman, yeah. I did. Yeah, I'd say I, did. I enjoyed it as much. I, I, I mean, I, I, I guess I'd agree with that. Um, I, I felt like Wonder Woman had higher highs, like mm. the sort of scenes that I'd remember f- before anything in Spider-Man. Yeah. But it also had moments where I was like, ugh, this just doesn't isn't working or whatever. In Spider-Man, everything kind of works. It does. Um, you know, if there are any flaws, I, I would say I agreed with some of the stuff that David Poland wrote. I would just advise people to check out his review if you want a little bit more tempered reaction but uh, on the most part reviews were very solid for this so congratulations to sony you paid off now we gamble we already know there's a sequel on the way um we don't know what the title is going to be i I would say keep your eyes on comic con um but they know with that when he's going to kick off phase four one thing i was thinking all the way through was i really want to see spider-man and ant-man do some stuff together um i would and and tom holland has been asking for that too i would really like to see that well i think that i think Tom's natural understated comedic talent 
would go well with would Paul go Rudd. really really well with Paul Rudd. THR said that that the Homecoming sequel will feature another Marvel character that is not Iron Man. So Black Widow would be good. I'd love to see him being really sexually uncomfortable. I think everyone Black would Widow. like to see more Black Widow in general. Really well. I think you're actually kind of right. Put her just in, like, in the powerful, non-sexualized position and him kind of being the, you know, like all men as teenagers, you know, when you're with a hot woman in latex. We've sure. all been there, right? Sure. Um, you know, that kind of like awkward thing. I think that would work really well. <laughs> Naturally comedic. And I think that's one of the reasons that Homecoming, it doesn't feel forced. ScarJo is on, on the low. Funny. Great. Uh, should we move over to the X-Men universe? Uh, yes, uh, just a quick one. Zeno yes. Ara is saying, uh, did you guys see War of the Planet of the Apes? I have seen it. Have you? Yes. We'll talk about that not this week, though, but yes, we have seen it. Yeah, well, let's save that for next yeah. week, but uh, should we just give it a one-worder? Uh, y- yeah. It was excellent. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Loved it. Okay. Um, okay, in the X-Men universe, two significant pieces of news, Gatsby. I know that you're excited about this. He's looking at you like, what? Evan Peters coming back as uh, Quicksilver yep. in Dark Phoenix, and Alice Braga replacing Rosario Dawson in New Mutants. Let's talk about Quicksilver first. Okay. You know, they announced, you know, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, McAvoy, Fassbender, Nick Holt, all those people coming back. Mm. Quicksilver wasn't a part of that no. announcement, and, and it did raise eyebrows. I was like, why would you not bring back what has cle- clearly been the highlight of these last two movies, Apocalypse and Days of Future Past? Uh, and obviously they, it just maybe took a little bit longer to get his deal closed or something, but I think this is a welcome return. I think it's a welcome return. What I want to see from it this time, though, is the fact that even though he's he's been a standout in the last two films, I don't think he's been particularly well... Integrated? Integrated. Right, he has standalone scenes. Yeah, so it's and just, I think... This is his moment, and the rest of the movie, he's like a nothing. So, do something with him, integrate him, or do something with him that, that makes it... Gives him a real reason to be there, rather than just being awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think then, I think we'll have found a really happy mesh there for, for the character. Because it's a great character. Yeah. And there are so many ways that I he like could how be he more involved. Too. Yeah. You know, I think it's really... It really adds something to the mix. And I think just learn how to integrate him. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll see that's, what happens. That's a good point. I'm glad um, that I'm glad that he's returning because I think he does an excellent job as Quicksilver. And then Al- Alice Braga, an actress not really as well known as mm. Rosario Dawson, but still a very solid actress, and she may just fit better with this ensemble. Maybe Rosario sort of stuck out a little bit. Maybe, or actually, it seemed like she has a, a scheduling conflict. Yeah, because uh, she's going to have to go and shoot Luke Cage and that kind of stuff this summer. I don't know how they didn't think of this beforehand. Um, Maybe New Mutants pushed a, a couple weeks, it seemed like. I thought New Mutants was going to start production in June, but I guess it was July. Yeah. Either way, Alice Braga, pretty solid. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, not entirely surprising, but I'll be honest with you. I mean, if you were asking me to name cast members, Rosario Dawson would not be one of the ones I'd be going like, if she's not there, I'm out. I'm out. Right. Um, she did an excellent job, but I don't think she's irreplaceable. And I think after seeing the the fruits of the labor for the last one, I think she probably made a conscious decision to go with other projects over returning for this one. Well, I think she was contractually because, obligated to to go back to Luke yeah. Cage. But I mean, also we have seen her in the but comic con- book movie environments a lot. Contractual obligations can very easily, very expensively, but very easily be got out of in Hollywood. If you really want to get out of something, you can get out of it. It'll cost you a load of money. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that that was the case here, um, but I. Uh, 
But yeah, I mean, we've seen Rosario Dawson in a zillion comic book movies. I didn't really need to see her in in this one. Mm. This one's going to have more of a horror thriller vibe, which is really exciting. Great. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to picture an excellent horror different. movie. It needs something different and well, darker, just like I Logan think. had, where yeah. Logan sort of veered towards uh, an old western. So, where do you think that's going to sit? Sort of, you know, when they go for a rating, do you think it's going to go like soft R, hard PG thirteen? That's a good question. I'm not sure because I, I don't I think, think they it'll... take it R. I think they yeah, take it I hard PG thirteen. Um, one thing that we forgot to mention, uh, back with talking about Spider-Man, mm. they're not letting Tom Holland read the script. They're not for Infinity because, War. No, because he keeps he can't keep. He's a got secret. a big mouth. This Tom he's Holland got a big mouth. Um, but yeah, so he's he hasn't seen the script, or he's only seen his bits mm-hmm. of the script. And I, I've got another story about someone who's in a similar situation um, later on in the show. But yeah, they wouldn't let him see the the script for Infinity, just his bits, so that he doesn't <laughs> fuck it up. How, how, Which I think is great. I wonder how big that script is, too. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a, a gigantic movie. Um, where do you want to move next? Okay, we're talking about um, female actresses so and, and sort of, you know, association with the franchises. Let's very quickly talk about Michelle Rodriguez um, threatening to leave Fast and Furious if there are no better parts in it for women. Now, a couple of months ago, I you remember I spoke to Jordana Brewster. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, basically, yeah, they, 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 they've had a conversation about possibly doing uh, an all-female entry or predominantly female entry into, into Fast and Furious, which I think, do you know what, would, would actually be quite a good idea. I'd, I'd be interested in seeing that. Um, so this could be linked to that. That could be something as part of a push for that. Realistically, I don't see her walking away from this franchise. Um, you know, I know she's got a good relationship with with Vin Diesel, and obviously, you know, we know The Rock is now heavily involved in the franchise too, and he likes to see strong female roles, so I think she's probably saying something for it to be heard. Um, so, I mean, that might happen, but, I mean, maybe this is part of that push for a, a female spin-off of Fast and Furious. I think Michelle Rodriguez is crazy. She ain't walking away from shit. <laughs> no, she isn't walking away. She'll be back. Uh, better better parts for women. Didn't they just add Charlize Theron and um, Helen Mirren? Yes, but I think just adding women doesn't necessarily mean there are better parts. just means there are more parts. Okay. I mean, Cypher seemed like a better part. I, better. I just... I'll go yeah. with you on that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't know what Michelle Rodriguez is talking about here. Um, she's not, she's not walking and, and, and away. And you know what else? You know? They're not making an all-female fast movie either. Uh, I don't think that that is happening. <laughs> like, nobody's going to see a Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster movie. Sorry. Um, but they could very well go see that The Rock, Jason Statham spinoff. Yeah. Does that have a title yet? I don't think so. I haven't heard one. I've heard one. Okay. Word on the street is that spin-off movie could be titled Hobbs. Hmm. What do you think? Like Paddington. <laughs> Padding like, you mean like Calvin and Hobbs? No, it's just what? it's like one word title. I'm Hobbs, I don't yeah. know. That's the Rock's character. I Hobbs. know. I don't I mean it seems like it makes sense to me. It makes sense. But I'm like, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Logan, Hobbs, Paddington. Uh, I don't, can't wait to see who directs Fast 9. That'll be interesting. Yeah. 
I watched John Wick 2 again last night with my roommate. Great movie. Man, if they could get Chad Stahelski, that would be awesome. Mm. Um, Hellboy uh, is going to be R-rated. We kind of knew that, right? Yeah, I mean, I would have been very surprised if it wasn't, but Neil Marshall's been talking this week about the fact that, you know, he's pushing for it to be an R-rated one. Obviously, we know it's going to be called uh, Hellboy Rise of the Blood Queen, uh, which is quite interesting. We don't know a lot about it apart from that. Um, Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I I like Neil Marshall best when he's doing R-rated stuff. Um, I think he can bring some really clever darkness and and harshness to this. Um, yeah, I mean, I would have been surprised if they'd have gone for anything. I would have felt quite cheated. And we had this conversation about The Crow a couple of months ago if they hadn't have gone for R-rated. And having sat yeah. in movie theatres with the public um, for things like Deadpool, do you know what? If, if kids or young people want to go and see this movie, then their parents are going to take them anyway. So I don't see why... They should dumb it down to Unless try and get an audience. Unless you're a four-quadrant movie, which Hellboy is not, no. I mean, then you should go for an R rating. Yeah, do it, absolutely. So, I don't think it's going to make ultimately much difference at the box office, because I think there are people that are going to go see this, and there are people that are not going to go and see this regardless. I don't think the racing or the harshness is going to be the, the deciding factor. So I think just go R. It seems like the logical choice. Anything else? I think, and it's good to see the studio is going to be behind that. I as would well. like to see Batman BR. That's never going to happen. But uh, but Matt Reeves said that his Batman yeah. movie is going to be more of a noir driven detective film, huh? Yeah, which I think is good, and I think for for Affleck, I think will work really really well because I think that's where obviously their visions are going to coincide. I mean, that's something we don't know what you know what Ben Affleck had in mind already, but you know knowing. His work, I think he would have, and how much he loves the character and how he's kind of steered it, that would have been a logical direction for it. And I think it's it's a clever move if they are going to take it to more of the detective kind of direction than just being purely kapow superhero stuff. I think is a, is a really wise move. And and having seen Matt's work over the years, he can bring some serious drama. Exactly, and spectacle. there 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 is a lyricism to this new apes movie. It's almost like a silent film. Yeah. I mean, half the dialogue is sign language spoken by the apes. I would love to kind of see that kind of atmosphere yeah. brought to a Batman movie. It's, I mean, just to touch on apes, I mean, it's a beautiful piece. It's yeah, hard. and the score it by just, Michael Giacchino is incredible. It holds together so spectacularly. It's it's absolutely, and it feels different to the other apes movies. It feels more considered. And I think that's a key factor of Matt Reeves, whether he's doing that or whether he's doing uh, Cloverfield or anything. There's always a cerebrality to what he puts on screens that is not over people's heads, but just resonates in a certain way. And I think to do that with Batman, I think could really be another step in pulling the DC films out of this kind of creative quagmire. I'd love to see like a sort of mocap or CGI character in a Batman movie. Like we've never really had that, right? No, we haven't. I don't know. I wonder if that would be. I, I just. I was so blown away by the technology in Apes. They look so goddamn realistic. Yeah. Uh, if he could somehow apply that to Batman, that would if you could cool. bring Circus across to create that kind of character, because he nails that kind of. Caesar should have just been the villain in a Batman movie. <laughs> the crossover. Batman v Caesar. Yeah, let's let's get Fox and Warner um, to talk. Uh, what else is going on? Okay, let's uh, some some quick stuff on superhero stuff. Um, uh, Kevin Feige. Okay, uh, saying that he still wants to bring Blade back. He believes that Blade will return in some form. Blade's a good property. I feel like Blade's a TV show. Do you see, I would really like to see another Blade movie, and I'll tell you who I would love to see Blade. Who? Donald Glover. Oh, God, no. No? No, absolutely not. Pass. Who would you like to see? He's a little dude. 
You're bigger than Donald Glover. People, yeah, people bulk up. Oh, look at Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. I'm taller than Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo is fucking intimidating as hell. I went to his yeah. restaurant a couple weeks ago and he, <laughs> and he greeted us at the door. Yeah. I, I mean, he's a tiny away. guy. He looks like he could. Dude, Donald Kick Glover the shit is not. Out of a bear. No, that is not Donald Glover. No, 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 no. Who would you like to see then? Honestly, I would have loved someone like Mackie, but Mackie's tied up playing Falcon, and for all we know, he's the new Captain America. Jeez, hmm. uh, that's a tough question. Who would I want to see as Blade? You know who would be good? Mahershala Ali. Yeah, he or, would be good. Oh, what about um? Maybe not Sterling K. Brown. Might be Possibly. Little... Uh, oh, oh, Trevante Rhodes. Could you imagine fucking the dude from Moonlight? Ooh. Yes. Yeah, those, those are a little bit better than Donald Glover. Yeah. But, but I, I, listen, I, I liked the Blade movie a lot. Uh, it was... I I like the second you know, one, Steven, and I kind Steven of enjoy the third one. I know it's kind of dog shit. I don't hate that movie either. No, Blade it's Trinity. great fun. It gets a bad rap. Well, I mean, to, to me, uh, it has one of the greatest swear mo- swears in any film I've ever seen. <laughs> what is it? Cock-juggling thunder cunt. Is that Ryan Reynolds' line? Yeah. That sounds about right. Perfect. Um, Perfect. <laughs> either way, I would love to see Blade Return, whether it's on uh, a, a TV show on Netflix or in Ooh. a movie. But yeah, Donald Glover. I don't know. I don't see that MK one. Songbird saying Ricky Whittle. Oh, he's from American Gods, right? Yeah, do you know what? I think yeah, he'd be good, be but I don't I don't think he's in a position yet to carry No. A movie. I agree. But I think he's not if he was part of an he, army. If he got he another would play a, a, another movie or two or something, yeah. Perhaps a villain. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I could see him as like the villain in the Die Hard movie or something. Ooh, I like that. I don't know what is the, what is going on with that Die Hard movie. I have I have an idea, but I can't talk about it. For Die Hard? Yeah. I know what's happening with the next Die Hard movie. You do? I do, but I can't talk about it. The Len it. Wiseman one with like the prequel and everything? Okay. Yeah, can't talk about it. Hmm. There's a few things I can't talk about either. Um, <laughs> well, but, I can talk about it, but I can't talk about it on... You know what we can so, talk about? What is that? A whole bunch of fucking trailers that dropped this week, starting with for trailers. Jumanji. Yes. Now, I watched the original Jumanji trailer last night with mm. my roommate. Mm. He was like, after I showed him that one, he just looked at me in disbelief, and he was like, show me the original. And, he, and then when that was done, he was like, now that's a trailer. I mean, it's night and day between the two in the approaches. What did, how did you think Jumanji looked? I am not loving it right now. Yeah, I'm a little worried about this movie. I It'll probably be a fun family movie. Um, it didn't... I remember seeing the Jumanji trailer for the first time and the first Jumanji movie. Mm-hmm. And, okay, I was younger, but it just, it was it was like seeing things like the Goonies and stuff like that. It was a great adventure. This didn't, for me, have that. And I, I like the idea of people being sucked into a game and then becoming their avatars. It just, just there's something about it that just didn't kind of, I got Ghostbusters feels about it it just didn't feel well, the, quite the, right the, the premise me. was conveyed i don't know what the plot is like what their what their mission is inside yeah. of the game of jumanji it seems like they maybe meet a video game character played by nick jonas who sort of guides them through the jungle i'm not quite Probably. sure i felt like kevin uh kevin hart was sort of relegated to sidekick in yeah. this movie and, and like you know it just seemed like 
a rock movie and you know as soon as his bicep comes on the screen it's like you know you recognize the arm they show his arms before they even show his face yeah and it just it just kind of felt like it was it was a, a little bit hammy yes a little, a bit, little too, bit pg a little bit pg and i think you can i think there's a difference between family films there are family films that are made for families that other people can see and there are films that are that everybody can see that are also great for families right and i think this is the former this is a family film that then other people will see and i think it should have been the other way around jack, yeah jack black get, getting like eaten by a hippo at the end says, i don't I, and, then, and then like a joke a joke me. about a backpack like bring backpacks in the water i mean because it's kevin hart i actually laughed but yeah. uh that didn't have the, the punch that i was expecting I, I i wonder if sony is worried about this one i wonder if they're worried about dark tower I don't, yeah, I don't know about their IP the rest of the year. I'm, I mean, I will, admittedly, I'm intrigued by Jumanji, and I will probably go and see it. I'm quite interested to see what they've done with it. But I'm not, um, I mean, that was not, I was wanting something you can't that ask was going to wow me. two better stars between The Rock and Kevin Hart. Yeah. Like, they're going to be out there promoting the shit out of this this Christmas. But. Yeah, I mean, for a holiday, I mean, if you, you know, it opens it's 20th com- here and nothing It's coming, what, a week after UK. Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, which you know, to me also feels a little bit like sometimes when you release a movie that you're not entirely confident in it. So you're going like, let's put it in the. Let's, it's like, going, and then and you, I don't want I my kitten mean. anymore. Let's put it in the path of a big truck. Hollywood does this all the time. Yeah, it's so that they can point to something when the movie doesn't work. It's yeah. not the executive's fault. No, it's not the director's fault. We put it up against Star Wars. It's distribution's fault. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just. It's a kind of like after Christmas, after the holidays, or you know, sometimes on Christmas Day, movie theaters or everything on Christmas Day. You just want to go and you don't want to do anything. You just want to switch your brain off. You want to watch a movie and sit on your ass and eat chocolate or whatever. Feels like that kind of movie, undemanding rather than we'll something that. See. But we'll see. We haven't seen the full thing yet, but we we shall see. Um, um, it didn't certainly didn't make me excited. Uh, Greatest Showman got a trailer this week. Did that looks good? I'm. I was not thinking I was going to be excited about that. I'm now really interested in this movie. I mean, it looks a little hokey or whatever. Um, you know, a little a little corny at times. But I, I, I it moved me when I saw it. I'm genuinely. I want to be. It's okay. You can't go out We're in the middle of a show. We'll go in twenty minutes, buddy. Hang um, tight. Yeah, I mean, it 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 was a more emotional than I thought it was going to be. I enjoyed it. So yeah. <laughs> You can't keep doing that. We're on the air, Come Gatsby. On. You're Come really here, killing Gatsby. me. I thought you were going to be well-behaved. I was going to have you on my lap. You won't even sit there. Um, um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm now more interested in it. And I have also thought one thing that as soon as I saw Zac Efron was like, oh, it's a good role for Zac Efron. It is. It is. Uh, I know people who, who have seen this one. They say good things about it. I enjoy him in comedies, but I, I love dramatic Zac because I think he's, he's genuinely a good dramatic actor when he needs to be and when he wants to be. And I think this is going to be it. Um, I also I heard that the the bearded lady is really good in this as well. Uh, other movies that got trailers: uh, Death Note. Yep, I think that looks super cool. I'm excited. I'm interested in it. Adam Wingard, hook me up with an early screening, bro. Pitch Perfect Three got a trailer. Mm, now, I'm done with this franchise. I I'm really out. love the I'm first out. one. I enjoyed the second one, but this one I'm not confident. I'm in. out. The second one, the first one was good. The second one was bad, and you lost me. Yeah. Um, also out this week, um, The Foreigner, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. I didn't have a chance to watch this one though. We did see footage of it at CinemaCon. What'd you think? Uh, I'm really interested in this. The only thing that puts me off is Pierce Brosnan's terrible Irish accent in it. 
I mean, I, I, I love Jackie Chan. I really enjoy Jackie Chan movies, even the kind of the, some of the shitty Hollywood ones he did. Um, and I, I really like Piers Brosnan on the big screen. But it's kind of like Dev Patel in um, the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, when he is British Indian and he did a what seemed to be like a 1970s style, let's do an impression of someone with an Indian accent. It feels to me like Pierce Brosnan is doing a let's do an impression of someone with an Irish accent. It doesn't quite, fe- it doesn't quite feel right. It feels like you're impersonating an accent rather than having why a natural did, yeah, Why doesn't he just do his own accent? It's, yeah, it's a little bit overwrought. Uh, but well, I, I'm excited about the movie. I'm really are, looking forward to that. Are you so you're excited and really looking forward to a movie called The Foreigner starring Jackie Chan? I just love I really really it's a guilty sort of pleasure of mine. Just really good balls to the wall simple action movies. And this to me I think that's going to be that with a little bit of kind of the twist of a taken kind of thing. I'm I think I'm going to have a lot of fun with it. I would watch this movie. This is a lazy Sunday movie you watch with your roommate over bagels. Yeah, it's not an opening I mean, night movie for me, I but mean, I do want to see it. Jackie Chan and Pierce Brosnan. This is a movie that would have been greenlit in 1995. This is a 110% overseas play, mm-hmm. hoping that China goes to see the new Jackie Chan movie. Yep. Um I don't even know. I don't even know why it's coming out in the U.S. I mean, who who is going to see this movie? Who? I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a big box office movie at all. But I'm genuinely looking forward to seeing it. We don't have enough of these. You're just you know they come along every now and again, but just simple action movies. I mean, again, watching John Wick two last night, I I was surprised and 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 impressed by the simplicity Mm. but i think that that is where your ball game has to be now i just don't think the jackie chan versus pierce brosnan cuts it dino saying he is irish no i know he's irish and that's my point it's the fact that he's an irish person doing an impression of an irish person Pierce Brosnan, the best smelling man i've ever smelled yeah he is he smells like a bar of irish soap uh you know who else i bet smells good just just i'm just guessing chucky kevin bacon oh yeah Oh, can we do the final trailer of the week before we get to that? Oh, of course. Uh, Cult of Chucky. Did you see that trailer this week? Uh, I did. What did you think? I thought, fuck you, Annabelle. <laughs> like, like t- Annabelle, eat your heart out. This is how a killer doll movie is done. I, I am kind of disappointed this isn't going into theatres. It's going to DVD and VOD. <laughs> when that came up at the end on the slate, I was like, oh, god damn it. Yeah, straight to DVD. I mean, yeah. that, that's where the Chucky franchise is at this point. Again, really I don't, I don't think it would have been like a, a huge box office draw. But I mean, if movies like Krampus can get a, a movie release, did, did which you see are not... The, they brought back the original guy, yeah. Andy. They brought back the kid actor who's yeah. now an adult. I don't even know if he's worked since Child's Play 2. Like, I don't know. Uh, and Fio- Fiona Dorif, they're yeah. keeping it in the family on that one. She's I'm, going back. I'm Jennifer looking, Tilly's I'm, still in these movies. I can't. I, I'm so looking forward to seeing this. I mean, I'm even in. if it's even if it's crap, I'm actually looking forward to this. Just gutted it's not going to be in theaters, <laughs> even a small release. You're my good guy doll, buddy. Friends to the end. Thank you. Um, so, hey, you know who else smells good? Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Kevin Bacon is a, an, ama- an amazing smelling man. He should have his own cologne. And he is coming back. I have to say, it's not very often that you turn around and get someone who's Jewish to turn around and go, you know what smells good? Bacon. Yeah, that's right. Hey, bacon's like my favorite food. I have bacon <laughs> socks. Kevin Bacon coming yeah. back for Tremors. I didn't realize he was coming back for this. No, neither did I. I was shaking my head. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Uh, did you come around? It landed at Sci-Fi. Does that mean you get to work with him at Comic-Con? Uh, I hope so. 
I mean, they really should bring... I mean, they don't have anything to show at this point, but I would bring Kevin back backstage. Hall H. That'd be fine. Tremors coming up. But no, I mean, I the original Tremors movie, I remember going to see that. It was a summer where... I'd just done some major exams in the UK, and it hit it hit movie theatres, and everyone was like, oh, I don't know about this movie. It, I loved the original Tremors movie. I, I, it's, it's a good one. But now they're really like, good. how many, it's like, you, 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 they've, they've driven it into the ground. They have, and maybe this is the time to either cap that off or bring it back. It's I kind mean, of perfect for sci-fi, though. If it's, 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 it's right sci-fi. on brand for them. And I think they'll spend a decent amount of money on putting, you know, solid effects in there. And I think, to be honest with you, I think Sharknado as a franchise is kind of, that's, that's running you know, nicely along. That'll just keep going for a couple more movies. I think they do need something now that's going to give the... You remember when the first Sharknado was like, that's crazy! The architect, the of, big, the, yeah. of, the architect of the Sharknado franchise left sci-fi this week, I think. Ooh. Yeah, so... Well, five, we'll see. We'll five see is going to be, is gonna be, you know, obviously out soon. Um, but yeah, I think I this is... circled on the calendar. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I know you do. Tre- hey, and, tre- and Tremors as well. And, and uh, same, same with The Conjuring be. 3... Yes. Uh, we have some sequels to talk about, guys, uh, yeah. up at Warner Brothers. The Conjuring 3 proceeding, it will be the seventh film in this franchise. Three Conjuring movies, two Annabelle movies, Crooked Man, and The Nun. Yes. That is seven. This one will not be directed by James Wan. He yeah. has had the good sense to move on to something else. Mm-hmm. I know you you like these Conjuring movies, right? I, the no, first one? I, I like the first one. I really, really like the first one. Um, I didn't like the second one. Um, I'm... Don't like the character of the nun, so I'm not particularly excited about that. Although I know it just finished filming this week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Crooked Man, I have no interest in that currently whatsoever, unless they do something really, really interesting with it. Um, the first Annabelle movie, I didn't like. The um, second one's supposed to be a lot second better. Second one's supposed but... to be very good. Um, so I'm excited about that. It, well, I mean, it's all relative, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Um, you know, it's no, it's no Citizen Kane. Um, but yeah, I, I, Conjuring Three. Like Insidious 3, I want to see them do something different with it. Yes, that's what I wrote on the tracking board. They just need to like shake this up. I cannot see another fucking Haunted House movie. It's all the same tricks. It's the same movie. Whether it's Annabelle, I'm sure The Nun and The Crooked Man will be no different. It'll be the exact same thing they could with be a, a different creature in the middle of the screen. Nun and Crooked Man. Uh, fighting crime. I mean, yeah, I, I would just team them up. Like, why do they each need their own movie now? I mean, The Conjuring was four years ago. It was 2013. Four years in, we have seven movies. How yeah. does that work? Um, Not that the seven movies are all out yet. I mean, they're, we're going to be getting movies through like 2019 or 2020. But yeah, I just I didn't particularly care for the first Conjuring. I thought it was overhyped, and the second one was garbage. And I'm but out. people turned out to see them, and they're not they're not expensive to make. And so, J- sorry, and and James Wan has seen what happens when you have a seven film franchise that gets stale with mm-hmm. Saw, which is finally coming back uh, after like a seven year hiatus yep. this this October. It's so kind of So yeah, James Wan he has moved on to bigger and better things, including Aquaman. Uh, meanwhile, Warner Brothers also uh, moving forward on a sequel to The Accountant. Yeah, this one I'm kind of all for. I don't think it necessarily needed a sequel, but I'm okay with it getting one given where the last one left off. Yeah, I mean if you know if you do the maths, you know it all adds up really um, for the Accountant sequel. It's. Uh... <laughs> I mean, it's, it was good, um, and I, they don't really have anything like this as far as a franchise goes. You it's know, a solid double. It's great. People still like Ben Affleck. You know, a lot of people were very surprised with The Accountant, and it had a really nice... It had some good twists. It, it was a really good twist. Great cast, great script. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, and it was simple. It's an interesting character for him. It doesn't cost that much money. Yeah. 
You know, the, this could be like their equalizer in a sense. But good. Uh, yeah, I didn't mind the equalizer. Okay. I didn't All think right. that was terrible. Wasn't um, terrible. I just didn't like it much. So those two are are, are uh, getting sequels. What else? Pre- oh, uh, Predator. It's not exactly a sequel, but yeah. we learned that Jake Busey is going to be playing the son of Gary Busey's character from, from Predator 2. Yeah. Now, Predator 2 is a film that I didn't like. I love the original Predator, which has just turned 30 years old, which makes me feel really old. Um, Predator 2, I didn't like so much, but I revisited it recently. And it's actually, it's a natty little movie, that. It's pretty pretty cool. I can kind of un, you know underestimated that movie it's the cool, first yeah, time I saw nice it. It's a nice cult film. Yeah, it's a nice little cult film. Um, so I'm I love Gary Busey's character. I love Gary Busey. I mean, he's he's mad as a fucking box of badgers, but I think he's great. Jake Busey, I think he's underused. I, I kind of like Jake Busey like, too. He's always really made a good like psycho. Him, and I'm like, if he's going to play the son of this character, it could be really tasty, especially uh, under under the direction of Shane Black. So yeah. that is a nice little connection. Yeah, um, Simon. Before I run down the the bits and the bobs, why don't you give us your box office report? Okay, uh, so we're looking at uh, a couple of two things are going uh, wide this week. Um, the Beguiled and the Big Sick. They're both extending. Are both worth seeing. Uh, we talked about the Big Sick previously last week. It was best movie of the year. It is definitely for me, hands down, the best movie of the year. Um, the Beguiled. Wait, are we agreeing on something? Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm still right, but um, <laughs> you know, so that's that's all that matters. Uh, the Beguiled, really, really like that. Um, Sophia Coppola's sort of redo of the Clint Eastwood um, movie from seventy one, seventy three. Um, and uh, basically it's told from the female POV, um, really strong cast, uh, Colin Farrell, um, Nicole Kidman, Kirsten Dunst, um, uh, Elle Fanning. It, it's it's great. I mean, it's nasty, and it's delicious, but it's, you know... <laughs> nasty and delicious. Nasty and delicious. You know, it's really, it's brilliantly twisted. I really enjoyed this movie. I, I, I like the movie. I thought it was good. It's doing, it's doing good. It was exactly what the trailer promises. Like, it's yeah. a very straightforward movie. Could have used a little curveball in there. Yeah. And it's, it's uncomfortable at times. And I, I actually genuinely realized, she's done a fantastic job with this. And I said this to her publicist, and it wasn't ass-kissing. It was, it was genuine. I think this is the film that Sofia Coppola has done, where she is going to be considered as herself rather than part of the family. And I think this is a film where she's really... It's going to be a, a, a changing point for her career. I've liked many of her previous movies. Not all of them. I think she's already sort of standing on her own. I think she is, but I think this is the one that really takes that you um, know, further out. Um, also, this weekend, The House. Yep. Which wasn't screened for critics. Yeah, big red flag on that um, one. So a lot of people are saying, oh, it's only got a 15% score on Rotten Tomatoes. That's because there are hardly any critics who've seen it. I've seen it. So have I. Um cool there's two of us um i I, re- I really enjoyed it i think it's a stupid stupid movie i i liked it i really had I, a lot I of la- fun with it i laughed yeah. it is very thin it is i believe under 90 minutes yeah uh it is doesn't a mess about get in have some laughs get out kind of movie it's not classic farrell no definitely not and For it's real? not performing like a uh, classic will farrell either no, it's looking uh, at 800,000 last night. It's looking at 13 to 16 million. Jason Mantzoukas keeps things uh, very lively. Yeah, Nick Kroll I like as, as and, a politician. Uh, and, and Jeremy Renner pops in for a little cameo, so yeah. that's fun. Um, I, uh, that was great fun. But uh, that's going to lose two. Yeah. Despicable Me 3, right? Despicable Me 3 and Baby Driver. That's right. 
because um, Baby Driver is, which is excellent, by the way. Am I kind of losing my shit over it like some guys? No, I no, mean, it's I'm a not. great movie. Um, it was good, it's fun. Really good. Think of it as kind of like La La Land meets Fast and Furious, but without dancing. I like that. Thank you. I actually pitched that to it's Edgar good. Wright, and he liked it. So, it's cool. Um, well, I actually said, sure, if that's what you want to call it. I was like, I'll take that as an endorsement. Uh, Baby Driver, um, five to, uh, 5.7 million in previews so far. Looking at a weekend of 15 to 20 million, which is good. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see a bit that's more. That's a very think, modestly budgeted movie, too. Yeah, word of mouth is very strong, though. So, I think that will hold quite nicely over the next couple of weeks. But Despicable Me is going to take the weekend. Um, previews, are 4.1 million. Uh, it's looking at a weekend of 90 to 100 million. Uh, which is kind of in line with expectations. It's down on Minions and down on Despicable Me too. Yeah. But do you know what? I, I saw this on Monday. A lot of people have not enjoyed this movie. I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Interesting. Um, Our my critic wife did not liked care it as well. It. She doesn't really... Doesn't really like that kind of okay, thing. Okay, so you think um, that they, Gru still has it? Uh, this is not Gru's movie. Oh, okay. Even though that's, Gru and his brother are, know. you know, sort of in that. Uh, for me, the movie belongs to Trey Parker's um, character, who's, an, who's a washed up. 80s uh, TV star. Oh, interesting. Um, it's really, I think there's some brilliant 80s references. There's some brilliant pop culture references. I think it's very funny. Um, I interviewed Trey Parker the other week, and he actually said that, like Tom Holland not being given the full Infinity's War script, he was pretty much only given his parts for the movie because they were worried that if he was given the whole script, or this is what, this is his interpretation of the event, he might want to change it and make it a little bit more R-rated. And I'm like... You know what? I'd really like to see a Despicable Me three movie, and he was like, "I would really like to see a Despicable Me R rated movie." So there you are. So that's Trey Parker, but he's great in it. He's really, really good. Okay. Um, first time he's done uh, voice acting for something that he and Matt haven't written. So it's cool. Fun I, fact. I enjoyed it. But yeah, so we're looking at Despicable Me three only in this weekend. Okay. But there's a strong choice. To be honest with you, for the Fourth of July weekend this year, this is with what's currently out there and with these editions, it's a, it's a pretty good weekend. We'll see. Some good movies. Uh, all right. Last five minutes of the show. Let's just run down some some other news. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Dan Gilroy putting together a new movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and his wife, Renee Russo. Yep. Uh, that has now landed at Netflix. Okay. Man, who would have thought after after Nightcrawler was so great? You'd think studios would be itching to get in business with these guys. Mm-hmm. But Netflix has won yet another uh, bidding war. Tommy Lee Jones is joining Brad Pitt in James Gray's sci-fi movie, formerly known as Ad Astra. Playing his dad. He's going to be playing his father. Brad yeah. Pitt will be searching for him. Uh, the entire movie. Uh, the tracking board broke some news this week that Lena Dunham and Jenny Connor are in talks to write the remake of the German comedy Tony Erdman. Did you see the original movie? I did. Did you like it? I did. Can you see Lena Dunham doing the remake? Uh, I never. I never saw the original. Kind of. You think? Do, don't you? Do you not like the idea of Lena Dunham and Jenny Connor writing a movie for Kristen Wiig? Though that's kind of appealing. I do. I don't know if this is that movie though. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see if uh, if it actually comes together and gets made. Uh, yeah. Lena's not necessarily directing, but this is supposed to bring Jack Nicholson out of retirement. So let's, you know, hopefully things move along pretty quickly. I'm just curious as to see whether that will push it more towards the indie bent rather than mainstream, which I think is what obviously the studio would want it to be. With I mean, you still have Will Ferrell and Adam McKay producing this movie. Yeah, uh, you know, they still have the creative reins. But I, I mean, I'm certainly interested to see. I think they can certainly bring something that is unique to it. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, Ansel Elgort uh, cast as a young JFK yeah. in Mayday 109. Can you see him as JFK? Yes, I can. Yeah, I don't know who else I would cast. I, I, I think he's. He uh, have I think he's charismatic. Entirely um, the facial resemblance, but I think there's enough of it there. 
Yeah. Uh, he's actually a very charismatic guy. We don't really know what, I mean, what Kennedy was looking like as a 20-year-old. Everyone, you know, pictures him at 35, 40 as, as president. Yeah. So, uh, should, should he have played Han Solo, though? Is there even a point in asking that at this point since, since it's irrelevant? Or after Baby Driver, you're like, man, do, do you know he really what? should have been the guy. I think, yeah, he should have been. But do you know what? I still like Alden. I think if you could take elements of Ansel, elements of Alden, and put them together... I think that would have been perfect. Hollywood will find a way. Don't put it. They were both uh, don't put it past them. To be honest, DreamWorks with you. hired Gail Mancuso to direct mm. a movie called Besties. Sounds a little generic, the film, but what is interesting is is Gail Mancuso at the age of I think she's like fifty six or fifty eight. I don't know. It's rude to talk about his lady's age, but it is impressive. They are giving uh, this veteran TV helmer with over three hundred episodes of television under her belt uh, the chance to make her feature directorial debut. Mm. So props to DreamWorks for hiring a really experienced uh, female director on one of their films. Fox confirmed that it'll release James Mangold's and David Mamet's adaptation of uh, The Force, Don Don Winslow's crime novel, in March 2019. Fox also ordered up a Russell Simmons biopic from Kenya Barris this week. Can you see a Russell Simmons biopic? Any ideas who who might play him? No. Okay, we'll have to think about that one a little bit uh, more. No one comes to mind. Robert Zemeckis' movie has been casting up. I just like the idea that this guy who who has made movies for mostly men and starring men over the course of his career is now doing a movie with mostly women. It's Steve Carell and then like the rest of the cast Mm. is, is practically women. Uh, and Gwendolyn Christie is the most recent one. Um, Castlevania announced its voice cast, Richard Armitage yep. from The Hobbit. Uh yeah, they're, they're, I mean, listen, the, the Academy invited 745 other you know, more people, including all the Chris's. Yeah. All the Chris's are in there now. The Rock. There was a lot of uproar this week about that. I wish we had more time to discuss it. Uh, Scott Feinberg's piece at the, on the Hollywood Reporter getting ripped to shreds. I kind of agreed with what he wrote for the most part. You also had David Pullen fighting with Franklin Leonard yesterday on Twitter. I don't mm. know if you caught a lot of that exchange, but if you are interested in that topic of, of inclusion and diversity within the Academy ranks, check that thread out. Anything else? No, I think that's pretty much rounded out the week. A couple of people in the chat room are saying, um, uh, Barry O'Mac uh, is saying that Netflix feels a little bit like a movie bargain bin um, to him. Sometimes uh, they're good, sometimes not they're to bad. get a theatrical release. I kind of get that, but do you they know get what? theatrical releases. Th- yeah, th- a lot of them do. Um, and you know, I'm actually talking to a lot of filmmakers about this on a regular basis, and a lot of them are totally cool with it because they're kind of like. You get your money. You know you're going to get the eyeballs. People don't have to make the effort to go and see it. And, you know, it takes the pressure off. And it's... People tend to discover... There's a lot of movies that do end up on Netflix that perhaps will get lost in movie theatres, especially at this time of year. So they're definitely going to get more of an audience by people sitting who are already sitting at home in their pants. And they're going to, you know, stick on a movie and go, I'll, I'll try War Machine or I'll try whatever. That's or, true, yeah. Uh, you know, Oksha. Uh, you know, they'll go, okay, fine, we'll go and see that. I wouldn't pay $15 a- to see it, but I've already paid tell- my... $10. Apatow was saying this week how more people probably watch Love on Netflix, which is not like a, a huge hit for them. Nope. It's not like it's Stranger Things or House of Cards. More people probably watch that series than any of his movies, he thinks. Uh, so you can't argue with the, the audience that, that Netflix has. Although I have to give credit to HBO as well, which is just making more better original movies th- yeah. these days. You know, yeah. they've been stuck doing these, the Anita Hill movie confirmation, the Brian Cranston thing all the way, Temple Grand and Hemingway and, Gel- and Gellhorn, Henrietta Lacks. These are like boring fucking movies, frankly. Mm. Uh, and now they're starting to do My Dinner with Hervé, which I think sounds kind of cool. Fahrenheit 451, this movie, The Color of Cola, that they put into, into development yesterday. I think that HBO is maybe moving away from trying to chase Emmys with mm. some of this stuff and just make like a good movie and tell a good story. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Um, 
And speaking of good stories, by the way, the tracking board had a couple spec listings that I thought were cool. One was about Charlie Chaplin's grave robbers. Did you know that Chaplin's grave was robbed? And they held the, his corpse ransom from his family, and like all of Europe was looking for these grave robbers. And then there was a spec called uh, the endorsement, which is just about a, a newspaper columnist who you know is endorsing either Clinton or Trump, you know, a candidate, and uh, some some uh, extremists come after the columnist. It's kind of a good idea. Well, wow. I could see that. One more thing I want to touch on. Uh, yeah. I wrote a piece on this for Forbes last night. <clears throat> um, Beetlejuice, Tim Burton okay. movie, um, is being turned into a Broadway musical. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yeah. Uh, has been talked about for quite a while. Um, it's going to uh, Creative Lab in September. They've done loads of auditions in the last couple of months. It's officially coming to Broadway. This is happening. We should audition. Yeah, I think so. I think we well, should. I could be juice. I could just be one of those chairs at the end that like wraps around people. That'd be sweet. Anyways, that'll do it for our show. Have yep. a wonderful holiday weekend. Simon, where can the good folks find you? Uh, you can find me uh, at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter. There's also a Facebook page. Uh, this is Simon Thompson. And I'm Jeff Snyder, editor-in-chief of the tracking board, tracking-board.com, at the InSnyder on all social media platforms. Woo! Popcorn Talk Network. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe. Yep. Guys, stay, you know, don't let your own fireworks. Be careful out there. Yep. This fourth. Drive don't, safe. A lot of drunk drivers. Don't drink and put a firework up your ass and try and lie to but it. have a great time and thanks for joining us yeah happy for the we'll july see you next everybody week. take care from producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire popcorn talk network we would like to thank you for tuning in for questions or comments be sure to visit popcorntalk.com i'm sir richard wentworth and this has been a presentation of the popcorn talk network the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.